Do you have someone special in your life that you would do anything for? You take care of them and show them how much they mean to you. But what if the person you put first always puts you last? How do you know when someone you love doesn't care about you as much as you care about them? Here are eight telltale signs that you're not their priority. One, they always show up late. Do they show up hours late to meet up with you? Punctuality conveys good manners, courtesy, and discipline. When your friend, family member, or partner constantly shows up late, it shows that you may not be a priority for them. Arriving late to every get-together shows that they don't respect your time and they don't really care about making you wait for them. Two, they cancel on you at the last minute. Does your friend frequently cancel on you at the last minute? Is your partner always standing you up only to later text you their excuses for why they couldn't make it? They're so willing to ditch you the moment something better comes along. They're ignorant about how excited you were to see them or the preparation you've done for your get together. Three, they exclude you from things. Does this person rarely invite you to group activities or to hang out, even with your mutual friends? Do they plan parties or weekend getaways and leave you out of the picture? When you always think to include them, they never extend the offer of invitation back to you. Being excluded hurts, especially when it's done by someone you love and trust. Unfortunately, it's a clear sign that your feelings aren't mutual and that they don't prioritize you as much as you prioritize them. Four, they don't remember special occasions. What makes every celebration feel special isn't the expensive gifts or the fancy food or the party. It's being surrounded by the people you love and appreciate. So if you notice a certain someone who's always absent during special occasions, then that's a definite red flag. Whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, graduation, or a promotion, this person never puts in any effort for you. They don't buy you a present, they don't celebrate with you, Ladies and gentlemen, you already know it's my Friday. The VOR is in the building, and I have another powerful topic. Oh, I have another powerful topic. This topic came to me last night while I was doing the show with my sister, uh, Dr. Pacoya McCall. Robinson, side D, and, 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 you know, all of the different topics that we were covering, such a powerful show last night, and I was like, yo, it just popped in, and I got a chance to write it down uh, while we were having the discussion yesterday, and, you know, I like to play on words. <laughs> oh, I love to play on words. Here we go. Tonight's topic. Are you a priority in your relationship? Not a priority, but a priority. I'll try to make it. I'll try to find some time for you. I'll try to figure things out. <laughs> Are you a priority in your relationship? How do you know when you're no longer a priority to your partner. 1-800-9-2015-80. I know there are a lot of people across the nation who have experienced 
being a triority. People are in the relationship not doing their best. They're trying their best. Goes back to my good friend Yoda. Do or do not. There is no try. Come on. How many of you guys are trying to make it work? You're only trying to make it work because you don't really want to make it work. Your partner's a priority, not a priority. You've heard people say it all the time. People do what they want to do. People make a way to do what they want to do. And for the things that they don't really want to do or they're uncertain of doing, they put it in the try category. All right, I'll try. That's the nicest, most polite way to say, I ain't doing it. Are you a priority in your relationship? How to know when you're no longer a priority to your significant other? How do you define being a priority in a relationship? Listen, are you a top priority unto yourself? Do you prioritize you? What are some signs that indicate you are a priority to your significant other? Heavy stuff, right? Can a relationship thrive without one partner being a priority to the other? 1-800-9-2015-80. I want to talk to you tonight. I want to listen. I want to get this national discussion popping. Because I want to learn. I'm in here to learn. And many of you guys come in and you share your insights. And it really levels me up. You guys open me up to spaces and places that I hadn't thought of. Right? And you have to remember, this is also a non-judgmental space. Everybody's opinion matters. Uh, You know... Uh, and, and we won't condemn you for your thoughts. You know, a lot of people want to argue. I don't want to argue with you. I just want you to get it off your chest. Yeesh. Can a relationship thrive without one partner being a priority to the other? How does being a priority in a relationship contribute to the overall satisfaction of the union? Are there different levels of priority in a relationship? If so, How do you determine where you stand? Wow. What factors might cause a partner to prioritize other aspects of their life over the person and the relationship? 1-800-9-2015-80. Y'all hear the questions. Y'all know that the questions are doing something different tonight. How can you communicate your desire? To be a priority to your significant other without sounding needy or demanding? Ooh, that is a question. Are there certain expectations that should be set regarding being a a priority in a relationship? Listen, man. People prioritize their best options. And they marginalize their weakest options. Let me say it again. People prioritize their strongest options. 
and they marginalize their weakest options. It's human nature for folk to do that, right? 1-800-920-1580. Get to me. Get to me. Talk to me. I know you guys are going through it. I know folks have been in situations such as the one I am describing. This is heavy stuff. How can you balance being a priority in a relationship while also maintaining your own individuality and independence? Can a lack of being a priority in a relationship be a temporary phase? Or is this something that should be, you know, looked at as a long-term concern? What are some potential reasons why a partner may make, listen, this, this one right here. What are some potential reasons why a partner may not make you a priority? I got one. You cheated. I got one. You betrayed them. I got one. You, they can't trust you no more. I got one. They're, they're afraid to trust you. So if, they're, if they can't trust you and they, and they have fear of opening up to you, then you get demoted on the priorities list. Ooh, Lord, 1-800-9-2015-80. 1-800-9-2015-80. How can you address feelings of insecurity or jealous when you are not a priority to your partner? Ooh, God. Is it possible for both partners to be equally prioritized in a relationship? If so... How can this be achieved? How can you determine if your partner's actions align with their words regarding your priority in the relationship? Are these questions hidden? Andy, are these questions hidden, bro? You tell me, man. We in here cooking tonight live on KBLA Talk 1580. I'm the voice of reason. The show is always on fire. Tonight's topic, don't get it twisted. Are you a priority in your relationship? You're not a priority. You've been demoted to priority. I'll try to figure it out. I'll try to make it happen. Woo! When we come forward, Zoe going to open up the phone lines. I'm going to get a little deeper into the topic. We got a lot to talk about. Today on Hardy Mind Channel, 10 signs when you are not a priority in a relationship. We've all been there before. You're in a relationship and you feel like you're not a priority. Your partner seems more interested in their friends, their work, or their hobbies than they are in you. It hurts to feel like you're not someone's priority, but it's a feeling that far too many of us are all too familiar with. You start to doubt yourself and wonder what you did wrong. Am I not pretty or skinny enough? Am I not funny or interesting enough? Stop it. It is important to recognize the signs that you're not a priority so that you can move on and find someone who will appreciate and cherish you for the amazing person you are. If you want to know if that applies to your relationship, watch this video till the end. We will show you 10 signs that you're not a priority anymore. Also, if you are new here, please like and subscribe to our channel. 
Please note that some of those signs will be more or less relevant depending on the stage of your relationship. For example, if you just started dating or if you have been in a relationship for a long time. With that in mind, let's begin. 1. They only want to get physical. A physical relationship is not a bad thing. In fact, it can be a very healthy part of any relationship. However, if you find yourself in a relationship where you are the only one who seems to be interested in anything beyond the physical, it may be time to reconsider your priority in the relationship. If your partner only ever wants to talk about or do things that involve getting physical, it's possible that they view you as nothing more than a body to fulfill their needs. This is not a healthy way to view a partner, and it's certainly not a healthy way to sustain a long-term relationship. If you want to be in a relationship where you are genuinely valued and respected, look for someone who sees you as more than just a physical object. 2. They ignore your needs. Being in a relationship should make you feel loved and supported, but sometimes it can be difficult to tell if your partner truly cares about your needs. One way to gauge whether you are a priority in your relationship is to see how your partner responds when you express your needs. If they are dismissive or ignore what you are saying, it may be a sign that they do not see you as a priority. Additionally, if they regularly make decisions that do not take your feelings into account, it can be another red flag. Of course, every relationship is different, and there will be times when your partner cannot always accommodate your needs. However, if you consist- oh, oh, I didn't want to give up the whole list, but goodness gracious! Are you a priority in your relationship? Not a priority, not primary, not a focal point outside of themselves. Of course, that them being a priority unto themselves should be number one, but you should definitely be 1B. They're 1A, you're 1B. But if you're not, if you've been relegated to being a priority, I'll try to make it happen. I'll, I'll see. Yeesh. That's a clear indicator that they're not interested, that they don't want you, that they're not up for the work necessary to doing anything to move the situation forward. Prioritizing oneself in matters of the heart Mind, body, and soul is a multifaceted concept that encompasses various aspects of personal well-being as well as personal growth. It involves recognizing and valuing one's own needs, desires, and boundaries and actively taking steps to fulfill them. This self-prioritization is crucial for maintaining a healthy and well-balanced life, as neglecting it can have significant consequences. Neglecting self-prioritization in these areas can lead to a range of negative consequences. Emotionally, it can result in feelings of resentment, frustration, and emotional exhaustion. While individuals uh, consequently put others' needs before their own, uh, they may find themselves feeling drained and depleted 
which can ultimately impact their mental health. Neglecting self-prioritization can also lead to a uh, uh, lead to some physical uh, uh, health issues, as individuals may neglect their own well-being in favor of taking care of others. This can result in chronic stress, burnout, and a compromised immune system. Striking a balance between prioritizing oneself and considering the needs of others in relationships is absolutely critical. It is essential. It requires open and honest communication, of course. It requires setting healthy soundries. If you've been listening to the Voice of Reason long enough, you know what a soundry is. It's just a euphemism for boundary. And recognizing that self-care is not selfish. By prioritizing oneself, individuals can ensure that they have the emotional and physical resources to show up fully in their relationships. This balance can be achieved by regularly checking in with oneself, assessing one's needs, and finding ways to meet them without neglecting the needs of others. This is very important stuff. See, if you prioritize yourself, I'm guilty of it. I've prioritized myself. You know, certain things I need to do for my own health, certain things I need to do for my own well-being. You know, I've you know, I've put it off and neglected it and you know. So if I do it to myself, shouldn't I expect it to be done to me? If I'm doing it to me, shouldn't I consider that I might be doing it to others? I might be prioritizing them as well. Yet, I would say paradoxically, desiring that somebody prioritizes me. Isn't that interesting? Practical steps to prioritize emotional well-being in matters of the heart include engaging in self-reflection, seeking therapy or, 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 or counseling, practicing mindfulness and self-compassion, and engaging in activities that bring joy and fulfillment. It is important to cultivate self-awareness and identity and identify emotional triggers and patterns that may hinder personal growth and well-being by addressing these patterns individuals can and will develop healthier emotional responses and will be able to begin to build stronger relationships see that's the whole purpose of this show right i try to stretch your perspective so you can see the true depth and breadth of relationships Relationships are not just about hooking up. It's actually about tapping in, plugging in. You are plugging your soul into somebody. And there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. I want to talk to the nation tonight. Call me and, and let me know if you have prioritized yourself, if you have prioritized your partner. 
and subsequently, are you being prioritized now? The number to dial, 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, trust me, we still got a lot to talk about. Then one thing you have to be really mindful of is that you don't do this thing that really drives the cycle between a, a more anxious leaning and more avoidant leaning partner. And it's to communicate in your in the negative. So there's a huge difference, just to be super clear, between saying something like, you never spend time with me. You never want to spend time with me versus saying, hey, I miss you. I feel disconnected. I'd love for us to just do something really fun that kind of brings us back on track. Why don't we spend Saturday night doing this really fun date night at XYZ place? Right. So if you say to somebody like, I miss you, I'm feeling disconnected. Let's do some more fun things together. You're communicating proactively about the future and you're communicating in the positive, what you do want instead of what you don't want or un- or are unhappy with. Like when we said a moment ago, you never spent enough time with me. She dropped some bombs. That That's Thais, right? Hey, Thais just dropped some bombs. The way you frame it. I, I like that. Well, listen, how do you fall out of favor with a partner? I mean, I know everybody has a million ways, right? How you talk, you could be condescending, you could be aggressive, you could be dismissive. Uh, There's a million ways. You could cheat, you could lie, you could do a lot of things, right? But when you get demoted, from priority to priority. A priority, of course, is what I'd like to say is when your partner goes from actually being proactive and a participant and doing things to cultivate the happiness in a relationship, they begin to second guess doing those things and they start saying things like, I'll try to do it or I'll get around to it or I've got all these other things that are more important. That's a tough space to be in because, to me, that's an indication that they are no longer interested. And they might be finding a soft place to land to let you know that they're no longer interested. That they no longer want you or the situation or or anything. It's very interesting stuff. And what I find is a lot of people stay in situations that are like that for whatever, you know, for whatever reason. Atala said uh, the landing, <laughs> landing on turf. Yeah, that that is tough. Wow. Prioritization in relationships is, again, exceedingly complex. And, and it's a heavy topic, of course. And it evokes feelings of disappointment, sadness and inadequacy. When one does not feel like a priority to their partner. Tonight's topic. I aim to delve into the intricacies of this issue. Exploring the potential reasons behind a lack of prioritization. Establishing healthy boundaries. Addressing negative emotions. Seeking fulfillment outside of the relationship. Determining underlying causes. Making compromises, effective communication strategies, and evaluating the significance of being a priority in a relationship. First off, you gotta add, you you gotta address feelings of disappointment or sadness. Feelings of disappointment or sadness when 
not being a priority, not being made a priority by your partner should be acknowledged and addressed. It is important to communicate these powerful emotions openly from a non-judgmental space, right? Honestly, right? You got to do this with your partner, expressing the desire for a deeper connection and understanding. And you got to be open to understanding their perspective. And that might be hard. Yeesh. Personal insecurities and fears. A lack of priority in a relationship can sometimes be a result of personal insecurities or fears. I've suffered from that. It is crucial to engage in self-reflection to identify and address these underlying issues. Right. If you want to cultivate personal growth and self-confidence. However, it is important to note that the lack of prioritization may also stem from the partner's choices and actions. Temporary phase or permanent change. Determining whether a partner's lack of prioritization of you uh, being a temporary change or phase or a permanent change requires open and honest communication again. These are, these are the tough conversations that I've been talking about for almost two years now. Consistent patterns over time can develop. And they may help discern between the two, right? It is important to approach the conversation with empathy and a willingness to understand each other's space man like where are we coming from i got some callers on the line i want to get them in here atala she's been on the longest get in here atala okay can you hear me yes Hello. yes ma'am yes ma'am Hi. talk to me talk to me <laughs> what's up Alex? what um, up okay nothing much okay i'm gonna make this quick so i can only speak from my own experience but i'll say this um, in times where I became a priority, <laughs> if I can say that reflecting now, the truth is I was never a priority even to myself. Mm. So obviously, <laughs> why would they make me a priority? Similar to what you said, right? But in truth, I mean, if we're not even a priority to ourselves and we're not recognizing maybe what it is that we're doing that's ticking our partner off or turning them off or whatever the case may be, there's only so much dopamine that you can receive from me until you start looking for your next fix from someone else. So, <laughs> which is why I said you falling on turf. You said looking for a soft place to land. You can look for a soft place all day, but, you know, that 80-20 rule is probably going to show you that you will fall on fake grass. Mm. Totally fine, but the pieces still need to be fit together in terms of the work that I need to do, right? So, um, I really do feel like this is a result for me of my attachment style being a fearful avoided because mm-hmm. for me, I might come in anxious and leave avoided. Wow. Heavy. Heavy. Atala, guess what you just did? I brought Houston, Texas in the building. H-Town in the building. We appreciate the insight. If you want to bring your city into this national discussion, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. When I come forward, we got Oakland. We got Austin, Texas. Whoever that was calling in, call back 1-800-920-1580. We still have a lot to talk about.
Ladies and gentlemen, the VOR back in the building. You already know my playlist is my co-host. We in here turned up tonight. We got callers from all over the country. You already know what this is. This is a national discussion. I want to talk to ya. I want to talk to you tonight's topic. Are you a priority? Not a priority, a priority in your relationship. In other words... Maybe your significant other has one million things more important than to focus on you. Maybe the relationship is not a priority. Maybe everything else in their lives takes precedent over you. So when it comes to you, they'll try to do things. Are you a priority? Or a priority in your relationship? 1-800-9-2015-80. We got callers on the line. Let's get them in here. Who's been on the longest by literally three seconds? Sean from Oakland, California. Get in here, Sean. Hey, three seconds. So, you know, the priority of a relationship, a great question, right? Um, what I would say is number one, if you're in crisis, okay, I'm talking about serious relationships. I'm not talking about, you know, you know, right. booty calls and stuff like that. Right, right. I, I'm saying, you know, get out of crisis. And, and, and you need therapy. You need whatever you need to do to get out of crisis. Do that. But what I'm saying is, you know, you have to, um, you know, get in there. And you have to realize that the other person has exactly the same motivations you do. And, and I don't think we look at it that way, Zoe. I think sometimes we think of it as a masculine thing and there's a feminine thing. And I think that's a big mistake. I do. I, what I think of it in the sense of, you know, hey, you want to be with this person for a while? You know? Take it easy on one another. Mm. Take it easy on one another. Because things, you know, and it, obviously they, things can get really out of hand. And mm. I understand all the possible situations, well, not all, but most of the possible situations where things are just so bad, you've got to go and, and, and do that. Don't stay in a relationship that is violent or anything like that. Right. But what I'm saying is, Take it easy on one another if you're really serious about a relationship because you're always going to have problems. You're always going to have stuff that comes up and hits you right in the face, right when you can't, you know, even expect it. And so that's what I'm saying. Take it easy. Don't just all of a sudden, you know, blame someone or go off. And, and and do the natural thing, because all of us have that natural thing like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, boom. Don't do that. Think about it. I like think that, Think about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, brother. No, I'm saying I, think right about, about it. Yeah. yeah, because, you know, here's the thing. If you don't think about it and if you are not taking it easy on the other person, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to be defensive, right. and they're going to fight back at you. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to fight, and then it just becomes a, a perpetual fight. 
A little cycle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I would, I would rather, you know, I look, I have stuff going on all the time, but I'm mindful. And that's the other word, mindful. Mm. Be mindful of the fact that you can help the other person in your relationship. And, and as a matter of fact, by role modeling, by like, hey, I'm going to be chill. I'm going to sit back and be calm, even in the worst situations. You just set an example. I love you it. You just set an example. So that's, that's, you know, my main thing, brother, because I love what you're saying here because I know you want relationships to succeed and I do Mm -hmm. and and I'm working on mine all the time and I've been in a long one but it doesn't mean that it ever stops it always keeps going yeah and and Sean when you're in a a relationship you never off work but let me just say man (laughs) hey I I appreciate you Sean what did you just do, my brother? Well, I'll tell you what, brother. I love this show, and I think it's worldwide. Thank you, brother. You brought Oakland, California in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. We got phone lines cracking. Reggie from Austin, Texas. Get in here. What's up, though? What up, Man, good um, brother? Bro, it's some questions we got to ask ourselves um from the from the start mm-hmm. what kind of relationship do you have mm-hmm. do you have a seasonal relationship do you have a, a legitimate solid relationship like what do you have Talk because to every me. i mean every emotion or every relationship requires a different set of emotions it requires a different part of your of your character mm-hmm. and all of them are you it's just that is different aspects of you in, in in each type of relationship. So if you have a relationship where it's just, look, y'all got together for for a reason, or you know y'all were going through something at a certain time, and your emotions got together, your nervous system got together, whatever it is, then that's gonna come out mm-hmm. in your friction. And it's not that y'all are disrespectful to each other. Um, but see, that, it's just that it's just that y'all are not compatible with each other. Maybe. Well, no, yeah. Don't go that far. Don't go with not okay. compatible because compatibility, you know, is a subjective thing that kind of wanes. It comes in and out. Here's the thing. When you don't have mm-hmm. the tools necessary to properly manage the shadow, that work that comes up conflict right if you don't have the Mm -hmm. tools to properly manage that you may think you're incompatible when in fact you're not now you brought up something before that i think is crucial Mm -hmm. when the challenge of relationship happens when your humanity shows up in the relationship and the person that you are closest to hurts you or you hurt them now you could potentially be downgraded from priority to priority because because now you hurt them and they never conceived in their mind that you could or would. Yeah. So getting back on track, you know, getting downgraded to Mm priority from priority, getting back on track, that's the real daunting task. And that's going to put a spotlight on whatever toolbox you inherited. Do you understand Absolutely. What I'm Talk to yeah, me. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, your humanity is 
is a non-negotiable. And um, well, in a relationship, you know, it is. It's a negotiable. Absolutely right. Right. That's. I mean, that's that's what makes your relationship what it is. Right. Um, your you humanity know, and, and, is on right. trial in a relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely, it is. And uh, um, and and you said that uh, you know, you're on you're on work for for the for the life of the relationship. Yeah. Um. Or I mean, I'm kind of paraphrasing what you said, but yeah, you never clock uh, out. Right there, you go. <laughs> um. But. I don't work as hard as I can from the time I start my shift to the end of my shift. Mm. Like there are periods of waxing and waning in in my work day. Right. And I'm still on the clock. That's just how I go. But there are certain skills that I use periodically during my day. Mm-hmm. Um I, I mean I'm not a machine. Right. And so and and, and your partner has to understand that. Um and, and you have to communicate that in a way where they accept it and they understand where you're coming from and, and vice versa. Right. Cause you know, um, at work you get, you get a break and you get lunch. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Wait, hold tight, absolutely. Reggie, Reggie, hold tight. Stay with me, Reggie. We got Austin, Texas, Dallas, Texas. And of course, Los Angeles is in the building. We got a national discussion happening here. Are you a priority or a priority in your relationship? When we come forward, we got more to talk about. Why do people keep you on the back burner? Or why aren't you a priority in your relationship? Many times when you're dating, you'll find out that some people are looking for a placeholder, not a priority. When you're looking for a placeholder, you're just looking for a warm body instead of somebody that you can really relate to and create a relationship with somebody who's responsible and ready to commit the same way you are. If you allow yourself to be a placeholder for someone in the hopes that eventually you'll turn into a priority, you are making a grave mistake. And the reason is because people who are looking for a placeholder have already decided that you are never going to be a priority. You are always going to serve as a booty call rather than someone they can love and cherish. What in the what in the world, sister? What? Yes. Let me tell you something. You can go from priority to priority if you hurt your partner. If you hurt them and they have a difficult time forgiving you. Like, and I'm talking about real forgiveness, right? Like the 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 real like he who forgives little loves little. If you notice, forgiveness is uh, inextricably tied to unconditional love. And this is why Jesus said that in the Bible when uh, he was at the Pharisee's home and he had his entourage with him and Mary Magdalene, who was also a, a well-known lady of the night at that time, uh, was with him. And Jesus read the Pharisee's mind. He was like, how could this be the son of God? And he's sitting with all of these vagrants and all of these weirdos are with him and and the ladies of the night. And what she did was because she knew who he was and, and she came to him and she cried and her tears and she used her hair and her tears and oil to wash his feet. And Jesus forgave her, absolved her of all of her sins right in that moment. And the Pharisees is over there judging. You know what I did? 
And Jesus called him out. This man said this in his head. And Jesus said, see, you don't even think I'm him. You know, that's the new saying now. I'm him. Jesus said, I'm him. <laughs> yeah, you don't even know. I'm him. And then he told him, he that forgives little loves little. And what happens in intimate relationships, when you cause an infraction or you you are guilty of an infraction in a relationship, you shattered the image of who your partner thought you were. Because it's easy for people to say, yeah, I'm a work in progress and you're a work in progress. Long as you keep that work in progress business over there. Right. But once your humanity visits the relationship and your partner gets hurt by it, everything they thought you were is now in question. And you can easily go from priority to triority. You can easily be demoted. 1-800-920-1580. So I, I, every now and again, I get on my soapbox and I speak a little bit. I preach a little taste. You understand? Every now and then. But it's, it's natural for us to become priorities and priorities within our relationships. But if it's rooted in the real love, not, not the it feels good, so it's love. Not the as long as you're doing for me, then it's love. No. Real love is like, and I'll talk to you about it a little later on in the show, real love. But let me get Reggie back in here because Reggie was on complete fire. Reggie from Austin, Texas, talk to me. Man, um, the, the work that's required in relationships isn't always pretty. It's, it's, uh, it's messy sometimes. Mm -hmm. and, um, but I think if we, if we have honest work, that's, that's what's honored. Um, and so if you put forth honest work, to, to to rebuild your relationship or strengthen it, then that's that's what counts. And I think that's probably worth more than, you know, this fairy tale type of love. Um I mean that that's what keeps you together. That's mm. what that's what keeps y'all drawn together. And I think that's probably what we need to focus on. Mm. Mm. Brother Reggie. All right, man. You know I love you to death, man. You know what you just love you did. too, bro. I brought Austin in the building, man. Austin, Texas is in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, you know the routine. All you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Let me, you know, I can't, I can't do a show and not mention Krishnamurti. Get to your phone lines, 1-800-920-1580. We're going to Los Angeles in one second. But this is what Krishnamurti said about love, and this is why I keep trying to tell y'all. Y'all got something that ain't love. Do you know how, uh, you know, the food industry, because of all the processed foods and, the, and all that stuff, right? You know, there's a term called food stuff. What is food stuff? Sometimes there's food stuff in the food, in the processed food, food stuff, right? <laughs> all types of chemicals and whatnot. That's the type of love we have because of the type of society we live in. Of course, the great Krishnamurti said it before. What did he say? 
It is no measure of health to be fully integrated into a sick society. You got countries all over the world that say we're not eating American processed food. And I'm telling you right now, America processes its love, too. This is the love Krishnamurti was talking about. He said love is something totally new every day. But pleasure is not. Pleasure has continuity. Love is always new and therefore it is its own eternity. People ain't even thinking to that level when they're thinking about love. Consider this. You're in a society right now that says love is not enough. Love don't pay the bills. Without finance, there's no romance. This is the culture that raised your heart. This is the culture that raised your emotions. Love is new every day. This is why we have conditional forgiveness. You keep your gripes because you're never really over them. You keep the slights because you're never really over them. This is why Dr. David R. Hawkins, in his Power Versus Force book, coined a term, slight collector. Okay, I still love you. Uh, there's still a tug on my heart. Something keeps me here, but I ain't going to forget what you did. And then... What you do moving forward, if any of it is reminiscent of what you did, there's a slight collection going on. <laughs> Slights are like alms in relationship. Yee. Love is something totally new every day, but pleasure is not. Pleasure has continuity. Love is always new, and therefore it is its own eternity. Jiddu Krishnamurti on love and loneliness. So as long as the mind is comparing, there is no love. And the mind is always judging, comparing, weighing, looking to find out where the weakness is. So there is comparison. Then there is no love. Jiddu Krishnamurti. I know, I know you're not ready for that level of love. You live in a society that abhors love, that abhors spiritual evolu evolution, that, ab that abhors self-realization, self-actualization. We're all in relationship trying to get comfortable. And when it ain't comfortable no more, we, we, we unsign what we signed up for. 1-800-920-1580. All right, let's get these callers in here. Jay, Los Angeles, get in here. Brother Zoe, what's going on, man? Uh, uh, first and foremost, I want to say absolute honor to speak to you. Thank you, brother. Um, I've been following you know, your work from um, Hidden Colors, uh, Voice of Reason, Foxhole. I've been rocking with you for, for for a long time, brother. Wow. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. Thank you. Hey, it's not a problem, brother. Um, I'm, I'm trying not to be long-winded because I generally want to get your feedback. Mm -hmm. But... um. My story was um, I was in a 25-year relationship, mm -hmm. uh, married for 14. Mm -hmm. And um, basically, uh, you know, everything was good. The honeymoon phase was beautiful. I'm like, you know what? Um, I can get out these streets. I found a soldier, you know, somebody to, to share my life with. Mm -hmm. So the, the situation basically goes, um, 
about five years into the marriage, my wife's um, mother's passed away. So as that's going on, she, it was infidelity on her side. And, um, I did something, man, coming from these LA streets and coming from the background that I came from Mm -hmm. that I said I would never do in my life. I forgave her. I put my ego to the side. I put pride to the side. And I said, you know what? We've been together for years. We have children. We have a household, interconnected finances. Let me just be forgiving. Let me take the hit. Mm-hmm. Time goes by, time goes by, she does it again. Mm. Okay, now I got to check out. You know what I'm saying? I wave the white flag, 25 years, I got to check out. Mm. Um, about a year, I would say about maybe a year and a half into our separation, I meet another young woman. Um, we're getting together along, we're getting along fine, everything seems wonderful. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I wasn't looking. I don't feel like I'm ready to do it, but you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm hardwired to be an affectionate type of person. I'm hardwired. And I found that out about myself through the years. I love being a companion as corny as that might sound. I like being a companion, the interaction, the connection. I like it. So I say, okay, I'm going to give it a try. You know, you know, the hell with it. I'll put myself out there. So, we're getting, you know, we're, we're getting along. Everything's good. But in the back of my mind, though, I'm still holding on to that damage. There's still scar tissue there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, well, let me, you know, maybe it's just me because little things that she's doing is almost bringing up like a PSD type effect mm-hmm. or PTSD, excuse me. I understood, where it's like, I understood what you meant now, Jay. Come on, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> Hey I, hey, I was getting a little, you know, in my feelings, brother's causing me to be a little incoherent, but just I appreciate you rocking with me, brother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, I'm noticing little things like, hey, sweetheart, I'm going to call you back in maybe um, 10 minutes. No problem, sweetheart. Um, maybe she calls back in an hour. And I'm like, okay, well, damn, you know. Or, or, or not little, at all. Or not at all. Go ahead, but I'm listening. There you go, brother. You, you, come on, brother. You just touched on it. Um, uh, I might get a ghost, like something like the smallest, most minuscule things are bringing up a reaction to where I'm like, this is not my character, but I'm like, yo, what's going on, baby? Like what happened last night? I didn't hear from you. I'm, I'm so out of my character to where it's like, I'm standing on the outside, looking at myself, looking at myself, behaving that way. And it's beginning to wear on her. And she's telling me constantly, Hey, I'm not her. I'm not that person. I'm very honest, you know, this, that, and the third, but mind you, though, I rocked next to a person for 25 years to share my bed with them. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were like unfaithful twice, brother, not just once, twice. Right. And it caused me to kind of denigrate myself. Like maybe it was something wrong with me, brother. Did I not do this right? Did I not do that right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, am I undesirable? But I don't think that's the case because when I'm out in traffic, I'm getting I'm getting attention, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting rhythm. So I'm like, okay, is it something that I didn't say? Did I say too much? Like, it's like I'm blaming myself. But to make a long story longer, brother, the new relationship begins to kind of take hits because I can feel her saying like, yo, you know what? This is a lot. Like, you need to kind of trust me, put your trust in me. So, okay, you know what? I let go. You know what? 
I'll, you know, I trust you. Let's rock forward. Now, here's the kicker, brother. I unknowingly, or maybe I, I just was looking for an exit strategy because I was waiting for the other shoe to fall. I'm getting a couple little DMs here and there. I'm like, okay, you know what? You know, hi, how you doing? I'm not being too explicit, you know, just, to, you know, answering the DMs and whatnot. So I was at a function that her family was having, and I left my phone down, which is, you know, play a no-no, you know what I'm saying? But in my mind, I'm like, you know, I ain't tied to nobody yet. I mean, we're in a relationship, but it's, what, nine months. She picks up the phone and goes through my phone. Now, mind you, I'm, I'm figuring, how the hell did she get in my phone? Like, I have a galaxy. I need a, you need a fingerprint to even get into it. She sees messages that were left for me, and she's, like, devastated. She's like, okay, you know what? You're damaged. You're hurt. You hurt me. You know, this, that, and the third. I don't want to deal with you. You know what? I accept it. You know, I was hurt. I feel like, you know what I'm saying, I was kind of, um, you know, outside of my element. You know, I, I gave it a try, but I don't feel like fully committed, brother, when I said that I would because I'm still accepting those DMs. Now, so, fast forward. This six, is heavy. I'm sorry, great brother. No, 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 no. Keep going, brother. You you got this. Go ahead. Now, yeah, now I promised myself I wouldn't be long-winded, but it is a hell of a story, brother. I'm, I want to make sure you get the full aspects you can give your 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 advice. Hey, Andy gave me the now, green light. We good. Go ahead. Hey, <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. I truly do. Um, so six months pass. Now we've reconnected. Um, within those six months, she's forgiven me. She said, you know what? Um, don't hurt me again. I understand that your wife damaged you. You know what? I'm here for you. We're going to get through this. You know, wait, um, wait. Hold, hold, he, hold tight, Jay. Hold tight. I got to carry you forward because you are on complete fire right now. You hold tight. When we come forward, more from Jay from Los Angeles. This is getting good. If you experience any of these six signs, you are just an option and not a priority. When two people are in a romantic relationship, certain things are naturally expected of them. They're expected to love each other, be there for each other, support one another, and be a companion to one another. But in a situation where one party fails in their duties, then there is a problem in such a relationship. One of the reasons for this could be the partner is not fulfilling their end of the deal. This means he does not see the other as a priority, but rather as an option. Sure, there will be times when health, job, family, and other things might be momentary of purpose. But if you continuously feel like you are the second option or the last, the truth is wrong. Here are six signs that you are just an option and not a priority. Hello, important announcement. Do this six seconds. I don't know who that was, but I wanted the six steps. The voice of reason is back on KBLA. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Oh, Jay from los angeles was really cooking us he had something going on talk to us jay i'm gonna give you a little bit more time but i need you to condense it a little bit and let me see if i can help you with it okay brother so um uh the look of betrayal that was on there in her eyes and the tears that was coming down her face 
she was um utterly like taken aback like she was like i thought you were this way and you were something completely different that would hurt me brother more than if she would have just socked me in the face because the look that was on her face is familiar because i had the exact same look when it was done to me but she stayed she said you know what i'm gonna rock out with you you didn't physically do anything but um you know, we got to, we got to, you know, clean it up, you know? So I'm noticing like, you know, 10 months in now. Now, mind you, when this happened, it's about maybe four or five months in. We're almost a year now. So she's like, you know what? Um, You know, I love you. And you know what I'm saying? I want to move forward and let's start looking for places. But then I'm now I'm noticing these moments where she keeps, she goes back. You know, like out of nowhere, she'll be like, yeah, yeah, I love you. And this, that, and third. But, um yeah, so uh, why your phone clicking or why you getting a notification? I'm like, baby, that's YouTube. It's like, it, it's, it's the energy is kind of like real kind of tiptoe-ish, you know, to a certain extent. Because if my phone clicks, what, what, why is the phone clicking? Or if a beep comes through, what's that beep? Or it's just like almost like. So let me stop you. I feel. It sounds like she has become you. Mm. How you were. Mm. In your marriage, right? Weren't weren't you that yes, way? Sir. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was. Um, yeah, I was, brother. Hmm. So when I say relationship is a mirror, and typically you attract somebody that has what you have in you in them, in a different way from uh, born out of different circumstances, but somehow it links up. You, mm-hmm. you will hear our clinicians who come into this show say, hey, y'all, y'all, your central nervous systems are dating. So you mm-hmm. may think, oh, just because we from different places and different parents that we don't have triggers that are soulmates. So mm-hmm. now listen now. Listen. She stayed with you. And let me just say congratulations. Let me just say congratulations on that. Here's how you get out of it. Number one, you got to let go of those wounds that came from that marriage. You got to let those go. How do you do that? Radical self, radical self forgiveness by Colin Tippin. He has a workbook, radical self forgiveness by Colin Tippin. Go get the book. I want you to read it. And I want you to get the book and I want you to get the workbook. Because you got a lot of releasing to do. Mm. Right? That's that's just the forgiveness piece. Then I'm I'm yes. I'm sensing, based on the mm-hmm. marriage, I'm sensing uh 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 what is it? I'm uh uh uh, uh the preoccupied attachment style, the uh what is it, anxious, mm. anxious preoccupied attachment. These are the people who you know, if something happens in the relationship, either we do it or it's done to us, we're usually the ones that say, oh, I forgive you. Or if the person pulls away, we're the one that leans in and says, hey, where are you going? Anxious, preoccupied attack attachment, right? That's usually mm. us. So I want you to it do is. Yeah. And guess what? You can rewrite your attachment style. It comes from your childhood. You can rewrite the mm. attachment style. When we come forward, I'm going to give you more information. Stay with me, Jake. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the VOR back in the building, KBLA Talk 1580. I got my brother on the phone, Jay. Jay, let's do this real quick. I want brother you, Zoe, what's yeah, going on? Yes, man. I want you to reach out uh, to my sister who was just here. Uh, mm-hmm. Doctor, she was here yesterday. Doctor Pacoya. This is a peculiar name, Doctor Pacoya McCall. Right? Let me see if I can pull up. Yes. 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 She was here yesterday, and uh, Doctor. M- yes, McCall. Let me just say this: she has a uh, she has a new journal called winning right uh winning mm-hmm. winning is everything right and i want you to go yes. to her website her website is the letter n site s-i-g-h-t-m-e dot com in site me dot com dr pacoya mccall she is a certified psychedelic assisted therapist she is not a game she was in here yesterday she has a journal that's called winning is everything and that journal is designed to keep track of your wins see what happens is when we get hurt we keep track of slights as i mentioned earlier today right when talking about dr uh david r hawking's work power versus force the hidden determinants of human behavior he said he calls it slight collecting she's created a whole uh journal for win collecting you want to keep your relationship Mm -hmm. healthy with the new lady y'all got to start journaling wins y'all got to create you know it brother yeah man I'm sorry, brother. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, y'all got to create some wins, right? And don't be Mm -hmm. afraid to call her and schedule some therapy sessions with her because you can't do this by yourself, bro. You can't do this by yourself. And here's the kicker, though. This this is going to get you. Now, you know, Chris Brown has a song, The Grass Ain't Greener, on the other side. Well, so it, now that it, it my ex-wife is. has seen me, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead, brother. No, I'm just saying it never is. Yeah, now my ex-wife has seen that I've moved on. Now I'm getting the hey, big head calls, and you know what? The kids will love you. Come spend the night, and why don't you come have dinner? And I'm sidestepping like our NFL running back trying to get away because I see what's formulating, and I'm putting all of my effort into this person who has stood by me even though – I, I betrayed them for, for for the most part. I did betray that person. And but she, she did make a conscious effort to say, you know what? It hurt. You know and I mean? She, she's an attractive woman, you know, so she, she has options. It's not like she had to just say, you know what? I'm going to stick by you. But she made the conscious effort to say, although I am in pain and you were the cause of it, I am going to take this time out and say, you know what? Let's clear up the board. Let's get back on track. And I'm, I've been trying to show her appreciation all throughout. Don't try. And do whatever is necessary. Don't try. You, you have to be. Do. Listen what I'm about to tell you now. You have to, yes, brother. You have to be appreciation. Mm. The only way to become 
the living embodiment of appreciation, you got to first appreciate yourself. Mm. Mm. Even the ugly parts of yourself, man, you got to learn how to do that. You have to be appreciation. See, we caught up in what we do. You're not a mm. human doing. You're a human being. Mm. You got to be bar. love. You got to be respect. You got to be consideration. And because you're mm. a human, you're inherently flawed, so you're going to fail. But when you get back up, don't try to be respect. Don't try to do respect. Be respect. Mm. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Become the embodiment do, of it, brother. Man, I appreciate you, man. Call my sister. I appreciate your time, though. I really do, man. All right, now. I'll holler back. True Monger, Dallas, Texas. Get in here. And then Nikki from the SIP. What up, True? <clears throat> Trying to take in all that we just heard. That was, that was some deep stuff, man. That was heavy, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I can I understand how you feel, feel the way you feel, but he's going to have to do the self-work and be what he wants to be instead of trying. Yeah. But, oh, man. <laughs> True, like, oh, no, <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Come on, True, give it to me because, you know, we getting close, True. Come on. Yeah, I see, I see, I see. <laughs> um, uh, people got to realize, like, like we always say, we're humans of being. We're going to go through things and, at times when your priority may falter into a priority because you may be going through some things. Right. And you may not, you may still be struggling in the process of that stuff and your partner might not understand. Right. And they think it may, it may think it's about them where there could be something completely different. Right. But that's when the communication needs to kick in. Mm-hmm. And the honesty needs to kick in. Mm-hmm. Like, look, I'm dealing with some stuff. I really don't, I really can't explain it right now, but I need you to stick with me. Right. As, as best as you can. And if you feel you can't, and we're like, hey, we'll deal with that when the time comes. Mm-hmm. But if you're not making yourself a priority and you're being a priority to everybody else, your cup is going uh, to run dry. Right. At some point, if you, Somebody needs to pour it in if you're not doing it yourself, or you have to pump your brakes and refill your cup. Right. Because if you're not a priority, if you're not making yourself a priority, you can't really benefit anybody else. You're just gonna run yourself into the ground. Mm. Mm. And and sometimes your partner may take that for granted because they they may think that's what you're supposed to do, feed into them and everybody else, and they're not really putting back into you. I'm like you. As much as you want to do, you're going to do so much. Right. You're going to have to recharge at some point. 100%. 100% agree. True monger, my brother, what did you just do? Brought Dallas in the building. Dallas, Texas is in the building. You already know what it is. When we come forward... We going down to Mississippi for some home cooking. I already know. I done turned, I done left the eye on the stove on. I, I, I got a pot simmering. When we come forward, trust me, Nikki from the SIP got a lot to talk about. Back in the building, man. Heavy topic tonight. 
Have you become a priority instead of being a priority? What is a priority? I'm going to try to do it from I'm definitely going to do it. I'm going to get it done. <sighs> Heavy stuff, man. Heavy conversation. One of my favorite callers is on the line right now. I, I, I am very interested in getting her wisdom. I see her as a wise, sage soul. And I, and, I, and I can't wait to get her in here. Nikki from the SIP. Talk to us from Mississippi. Brother Zoe. Yes. What's going on, fam? I'm in here trying to stay alive. Talk to me. What are your thoughts on tonight's topic? What I'm hearing is food for thought. Condition versus position. Mm. I, th I think we've all done or do the option for priority with all of our relationships just based upon the act of living. It forces us to put people in positions based on what's going on in our, because especially when we're young, because we're learning how to prioritize what to give ourselves to in our intimate relationships. Um, we can be, think of like a tuning fork for a minute. Mm-hmm. We can resonate a signal, a sound, a vibration to our partner that says you are not in the first position because I may be pursuing something, new job, greater money, um, learning, whatever the thing is we're pursuing. Mm -hmm. And for that period of time, short or long, you may not be in the first position. Mm -hmm. And we can still be okay. Scripture says, how can two walk together lest they agree? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have to be putting out that signal with that tuning fork so the partner understands that you may be out of first position momentarily or for X, Y period of time. Mm -hmm. But if you hurt me, my feelings, or if you make me angry, mm -hmm. and I'm speaking for myself, you have now gone to the first position. Everything else becomes after that because now all of my focus is in your direction to determine what conditions are you under that is causing you to say hateful, hurtful, harmful things mm -hmm. so that I will change my position about what my feelings are relative to you. Mm. 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 Keep going. So, I, come on now. I, did, I, did, I waited <laughs> this long. Come on. So it's not so much from my perspective inherently, especially when, once you've gotten to you hurt my feelings or you've made me angry. I don't, the nature of me is not to carry. I don't understand the concept of slight collection because I'm not built for that. Mm-hmm. I, there's not any room. It takes too much energy and time to carry that sort of thing. So that part is foreign to me. Mm -hmm. But I think that's why if you hurt me or you make me angry, I have a very long rope by nature. So to even have made me mad means I need to focus on whatever that is. Mm. And in my intimate relationship, you're supposed to know me well enough to know. Right? So... That's a signal to me that something's happened in that tuning fork. It's tipped. 
in a direction away from me. And so now I need to focus on that vibration so I can root, help root that out so we can get back in to walking together. Mm-hmm. I can accept not being first sometimes. I can accept not being for, first for sometimes. Mm. That's not difficult. It doesn't mean that you're cheating or um, it can, but generally in my relationship, it doesn't mean that. Mm-hmm. If if it does mean that, then you need to address that. Right. But anytime I am seeing a behavior, because that to me means something's happening in your conditions <laughs> that is bringing this to my front door, and that is supposed to make me move my position about you. The love I have for you doesn't allow me to change my position. Once I love you, I love you. Believe me, if mm. I could go back, it would be easier. But I didn't get that gene. Mm. L- let me just so say. When that, yes. You know, finish that thought. Just finish. I, go ahead. Go so ahead. when that happens, then for me, it means I need to root out what has changed in your condition. Mm. Because now you've changed the tuning fork. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, this is getting deep. When you root out what changed in your significant other's condition, are you help what do you do when you discover what it is are you are you trying to help them heal from it like once you discover what it is what do you do do then okay we identify what the it is Mm -hmm. now i have to understand what does it represent to you Oof. money job environment female self-esteem whatever whatever ego right deity however that go okay because once i under first we identify then we understand what it means to you Mm -hmm. because once we get to the what it means to you now i can say to you see now you have explained this to me now let me show you what that looks like over here (laughs) nikki stop it nikki I don't know whose spirit guide you are, but you mine now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, do you understand that this is how that's resonating with the tuning fork? And so whoever your partner is, you know, however you all get down, if it's music, if it's the playlist. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to stay in the place of, you know, crown royal on ice. Yes. 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 So whenever the song is changing, because your conditions are changing, particularly if you're talking about hurting me or making me angry. Oh, no, I have to stop all the records. You went to the first position. You have all my attention. What is that? Nikki, I hate to stop you. My God, Nikki. My goodness. Nikki, Monday... Please call in early so I could give you the time I gave Jay. Lord have mercy. Nikki, I love you to death. Thank you for calling in again. You you enrich my soul every time I hear you. And guess what you did tonight? 
Brought the sip on in. The sip came in with Nikki. Now let me rush this caller now. Drell, you got to make it quick. Drell from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Drell. How you doing? I'm alive and well. I'm from Pasadena, too, born and raised. Dina, I love. Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, actually, Altadena, Altadena and Loma Linda. I mean, Loma Alta. I know what it is. Uh, it's all Dina. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my take on this, I'm a single person. And um, try, try, wait, is it a try? Wait. wait say that word again. Drill. Try. It, drill. Yeah. We got like 30 seconds. You can't tell a story in 30 seconds, child. It's priority. That's oh, the well. word. <laughs> Well, you know what? Do me a so favor, I though. Just started, uh, can, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you call me on mm-hmm. Monday so I can give you the time my fellow Dina in luck needs? Please call me on I Monday. I would love to. I've been listening to you for three months, and I'm just happy to see you. I so appreciate you. Thank you. You brought Charlotte, North Carolina, in the building. I look forward to hearing from Drell on Monday. We're going to have another slapper. Listen. We start the conversations, you finish them. We, we don't proclaim to be right about any of it. We, we just want to have the conversations that a lot of people don't want to have. But this fire will not go out as I leave the building. It's going to keep burning. You know why? RSVP with Jill Monroe is in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason is leaving the building.